from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It's an opportunity for uh, rural Illinoisans and rural Americans to see, you know, really world-class uh, exhibitions from the Smithsonian uh, in their own backyards. The Illinois Freedom Project exhibition uh, explores the history of black Illinoisans' uh, pursuit of civil rights uh, and um, many obstacles and many struggles as well as many victories uh, that have taken place you know, in that regard in, in Illinois. typically think of, of Illinois as a, as a free state and you know for the most part it officially was uh, but there were enormous legal loopholes um, that enabled people to uh, you know engage in, in very very coercive indentured servitude um, it was was basically slavery in all but name I'm Sarah Fenske when revolutionaries first established the United States of America, they declared that governments derive their powers from the consent of the governed. But that doesn't mean everyone got to opt in. We the people at first meant something very different than what it means today. It took nearly a century to expand American suffrage beyond white male landowners. That long journey and the questions addressed along it is the subject of a new museum exhibit. It's called Voices and Votes, Democracy in America. And thanks to the Smithsonian Institute, it's now on display in Edwardsville. And joining us today to explain how and why is Matt Meacham. He's the program manager and director of statewide engagement for Illinois Humanities. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sarah. It's great to be here. So this exhibit that we'll talk about quite a bit today, this was curated by the Smithsonian. How did it end up in the Madison County Administration Building? Well, it's part of a program called Museum on Main Street, which is a partnership between the Smithsonian Institution and the state humanities councils around the country, uh, including Illinois Humanities and Missouri Humanities. Uh, and the way the program works is that uh, the Smithsonian Institution uh, creates uh, traveling exhibitions on important themes in American culture, and about once every, uh, every couple years, they invite us to organize a statewide tour of one of these exhibitions. And so we, uh, we then invite um, small town organizations, uh, museums, libraries, and so on, uh, to apply to host uh, the exhibition. And, um, and we select six of those applicants, uh, and each one gets to host the exhibition for usually about five or six weeks. And so that makes for a, a statewide tour of about seven or eight months. And um, uh, the, the local host organizations uh, prepare uh, and host uh, public programs on subject matter related to that of the, of the Smithsonian exhibition. And they also uh, curate and produce um, locally focused companion exhibitions that, that somehow link the, uh, um, the subject matter of the Smithsonian exhibition with their own uh, local or regional culture and history. Uh, and that to me is, is really the most exciting part. And so this is, it's an opportunity for uh, rural Illinoisans and rural Americans to see, you know, really world-class uh, exhibitions from the Smithsonian uh, in their own backyards. Uh, but it's also a great opportunity for 
uh, for the local organizations that host these exhibitions to uh, to really hone their skills in in curating and and planning programs and raise their profile within their community, uh, you know, gain new volunteers and just to expand their capacities in, in many different ways. So we're actually talking about two exhibits here, the national traveling one and then the state companion. This mm-hmm. national one, how scaled down is it from something that you'd see at the Smithsonian in Washington? Uh, well, it's, it's actually based uh, on an exhibition that, um, that was mounted at the, uh, the Smithsonian's uh, Museum of American History in Washington. Uh, I believe in in 2017 or 2018, uh, and is still still up there. Uh, and this is obviously a very condensed version, but it's it's still quite substantial, and I, th- I think it's very thought provoking. When you say quite substantial, is this something where people should devote an afternoon, maybe plan on just an hour or two? I, I think you could easily spend uh, most of an most of an afternoon. Um, uh, Voices and Votes is is uh, is currently at the Madison County Administration Building in Edwardsville, uh, and it's it's you know very convenient location right downtown, and it's it's right on the on the first floor. So uh, you know so so far uh, many people have um, have made multiple visits and, and taken in you know a, a section or two at a time. Hmm. So there's a lot to see there. There is. There and is. then on top of that, you have this second exhibit, and this was curated right there in Illinois about Illinois. Yes, that's right. Um, it's called the Illinois Freedom Project Exhibition, uh, and we're having it tour Illinois in conjunction with Voices and Votes as, as, a, as a complement to it. Um, the Illinois Freedom Project Exhibition uh, explores the, uh, the history of uh, black Illinoisans' uh, pursuit of civil rights uh, and um, uh, you know the the many uh, many obstacles and many struggles as well as many victories uh, that have taken place you know in that regard in in Illinois and um, uh, you're exactly right it was it was created and um, and curated by a, a couple of, of uh, excellent public historians from Springfield Illinois um, as kind of an outgrowth of a, of a program uh, that they uh, they organized to uh, expose younger people to um, uh, historic sites related to Black history in, in Illinois, and and um, you know some of these these narratives that uh, um, you know you might not have a chance to to learn if if you if you just sort of read read a, a standard textbook. Uh, and then this this exhibit was produced as as an outgrowth of that. Um, it's currently visiting uh, the Wood River uh, Museum and Visitor Center uh, in Wood River, and the idea is that you know throughout the the tour of voices and votes uh, the Illinois uh, Freedom Project exhibit will be will be displayed either in the same venue or in another venue nearby uh, to kind of encourage people to, to take in both. And the original um, idea of this was, as you said, to, to get kids to understand this history. Like what kind of age range is it targeting in there? Um, it, it's really uh, intended for people of all ages. Um, you know, it, it, it actually explores some, um, some what I, I, th- I think is fair to say is lesser known uh, subject matter. Um, you know, I, I think probably many, many Illinoisans, especially, you know, many, many white Illinoisans uh, aren't, uh, aren't aware of the extent to which um, slavery or, or something closely resembling slavery, you know, unfortunately was, uh, was part of the, the, the history of our state um, early on. You know, we, we typically think of, of Illinois as a, as a free state. And, you know, f- for the most part, it, it, it officially was. Uh, but there were, you know, there were enormous legal loopholes um, that enabled people to, uh, you know, engage in, in very, very coercive indentured servitude. 
um, it was was basically slavery in all but name. Uh, and so this this uh, exhibition, you know, explores explores that, and, and it explores. Um, you know, many, many events and many themes uh, in African-American history in, in Illinois that uh, are, are g- certainly good for young people to know, but that might actually come as a, as a surprise to some adults as well. I imagine it will come as a surprise to many adults, some of this history here. Um, you mentioned slavery and indentured servitude. That's obviously, you know, some of the heavier topics there. Is there a point of light uh, that you'd point to, a story of something that, uh, you know, here's somebody who triumphed? Uh, certainly. Um well, for, for one thing, it, it, it uh, speaks of, of the courage of, of anti-slavery advocates um, in the first several decades of, of Illinois' uh, statehood. Um, uh, you know, people based at places like Illinois College in Jacksonville and Knox College in, in Galesburg who, uh, um, you know, really courageously uh, advocated against slavery. Um, it, uh, it profiles uh, Ida Wells. Um, who uh, was was one of the founders of the NAACP, which was founded in uh, Springfield, Illinois, uh, in 1908, uh, in, in part as a response to the Springfield riot, uh, in which um, you know many many African Americans were attacked. Um, but uh, you know it tells her her story of of advocacy for African American education. Um, so yes, certainly there, there's a lot of uplifting content, and of course the the big the big question is how much is Abraham Lincoln featured? Given that this is that's a great question. Illinois. Maybe you can address that for us. The way that the the way that uh, the way that the the curators um, who are both Lincoln experts, by the way, uh, handled that is. Uh, rather than um, you know create yet another exhibition that that focuses primarily on Lincoln, what they do is they include a, a, a really relevant quotation from Lincoln uh, in each one of the each one of the panels. So he's he's there, but he's sort of sort of in the background. He is not allowed to overwhelm this exhibit. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, one of the prominent stories that we've discussed recently on this show is Elijah Lovejoy. He was the abolitionist newspaper man, uh, cru- crusaded against slavery. The people of Alton were not happy about that. Is is this something that you're, uh, that the, the exhibit at the Wood River Museum gets into? Is that tragic story? Yes, a- absolutely. And, and, you know, that that story is one of the many reasons why we selected Madison County, you know, as, as one of the six locations for, for both Voices and Votes and, and the uh, Illinois Freedom Project. Project uh, exhibition. Um, one of the uh, one of the uh, kind of recurring themes within Voices and Votes uh, is the relationship between uh, government and journalism in the United States, and the, the whole question of what what are the rights and the responsibilities of of journalists and media outlets and so on. And um, you know, as as you just alluded to, Elijah Lovejoy uh, sadly died uh, as he was trying to defend. Uh, his printing press for his his anti-slavery newspaper uh, in Alton in 1837, and and he's um, he's sometimes described as the first martyr to the freedom of the press in the United States. And um, you know, someone who was really inspired by uh, Lovejoy was Paul Simon, um, who began uh, his his career as a newspaper publisher uh, in Madison County with with the Troy Tribune. Um, and um, you know, use that as as a uh, as a basis for doing some uh, some pretty pretty courageous uh, investigative journalism about um, you know about vice in Madison County and the fact that uh, unfortunately some of it was aided and abetted by some local officials and and uh, so he developed a reputation you know as as a as a public servant as and as a reformer uh, and that's um, that's kind of the the platform from which he launched his 
his political career. So Madison County has uh, has all kinds of stories that that really dovetail with the the, the state level and national level uh, narratives that these these exhibitions present. It seems very well placed that you're hosting this there. We also do want to mention um, Elijah Lovejoy, the new biography of him that just came out this spring. This is such a terrific read. We're actually going to listen back to our conversation with the author of that biography on tomorrow's show. Oh, great. So, yeah. So if you hear a little bit about what Matt has said about Elijah Lovejoy today, you find yourself wanting to know more, we can solve that for you. You just have to tune in tomorrow at noon. Of course, you can also check out the podcast and, and listen at your convenience. Um, Matt, another component of this that is pretty interesting, um, these are some field trips that go along with this exhibit. They're called Illinois Freedom Journeys. Tell us about these. Uh, yes, well, actually, the uh, the exhibit was was an outgrowth of um, of this program that uh, it was was organized by Tim Townsend, who's the uh, uh, superintendent of the Lincoln Home National Historic Site uh, in Springfield, uh, and Justin Blandford, who's the superintendent of the of the state historic sites in Springfield. Uh, they you know they recognize that. Um, that there's a lot of underrecognized African American history uh, in Illinois, and and you know contributions that Illinoisans have made toward uh, toward civil rights and and uh, and and freedom, um, and so they they organized uh, a, a series of field trips you know for for younger folks, um, but uh, you know the 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 Illinois Freedom Project website includes lots of recommendations of, of places you can go, uh, many of them not not far from here at all uh, that. Um, are, are real landmarks in in uh, not only Illinois uh, African American history, but you know, but at, at the national level. Um, just a couple of, of examples would include uh, Brooklyn, Illinois, uh, a small town adjacent to East St. Louis, which is the um, uh, the the oldest uh, extant community that was that was founded by free African Americans prior to the Civil War. Uh, and not far from uh, not far from Quincy is uh, New Philadelphia, which um, also is is a really um, a historic. That uh, was the site of of, a, of another one of the first uh, communities organized by free African Americans. Um, you know, and and as you alluded to, there are lots of you know underground railroad sites in in Alton and. Um, really, you know, throughout this this region. So there are all kinds of opportunities for, you know, experiential learning about about um, African-American history on site here. Hmm. So we've got, uh, in addition to these field trips, we've got these two museum exhibits, the one that comes from the Smithsonian Institution, this one that's uh, more locally focused. How do you see these two complementing each other? Um, well, you know, one of the, the main themes of uh, Voices and Votes Democracy in America is... Um, you know, a persistent theme throughout American history, which is is the whole question of um, who has the opportunity to not only to vote, but also to participate uh, in uh, governmental decision making, civic decision making, and and so on. Um, and as you know, of course, you you uh, referred to earlier. Um, you know, even though uh, the the exhibit really you know powerfully makes the case that. Uh, the American Revolution was uh, a radical step toward, you know, toward freedom and toward uh, egalitarianism, you know, particularly by the standards of the time. Um, even so, you know, the, the, the categories of people who were able to participate uh, in, in governmental decision making at, at any level um, were, you know, were, were very small and, and they've expanded, you know, gradually 
since then. Um, and so, you know, the, one of the stories that Voices and Votes tells is how, um, uh, you know, people of, of other ethnicities, including African-Americans, uh, you know, cumulatively through a lot of, a lot of struggle, uh, gained the right to vote, gained the opportunity to participate in, in um, civic decision-making and, and so on. Um, and, of course, the, then the Illinois Freedom Project really tells a parallel story at, at the state level. So among the groups that later had to, to fight for this right to vote, these were women. I understand there's a live um, event that's coming up in August that is going to be focused on women's suffrage in Illinois. Do you want to promote that a little bit here? This is uh, August 11th. Is that right? Sure. Yes. Um, August 11th, um, there will be uh, a panel discussion. Uh, it's it's in the the uh, Madison County uh, Administration Building boardroom. Um, uh, August 11th, 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, two professors from SIU Edwardsville, Brian Jack and and Eric Alexander, uh, will discuss the history of women's suffrage in in Illinois specifically. That's great. And so then these two exhibits, these are going to be in this area until August 20th. There's some other nearby stops after this. This was not just the only Illinois uh, stop for this. I believe you said there were six. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other highlights that might be close enough uh, to where we are that, that people would want to know about them? Sure. Well, the, the next place that it will go is uh, Brian Bennett Library in Salem, uh, Illinois, which is not uh, too far away from from uh, from this coverage area. And um I'm, I'm really excited about that because it's, it's the first opportunity that we've had to work with that organization or that community, at least, at least in the um, eight and a half years or so that, that I've been involved with, with Illinois Humanities. And they've just, they've just embraced it uh, with enormous enthusiasm. And um, that happens to be the hometown of William Jennings Bryan, oh. um, who is uh, just such a fascinating figure on so many levels and is, is so relevant to the whole question of, you know, who gets to participate, whose voices can, can, be, can be heard. Um, so, th- so he'll feature really prominently in, in their activities there in Salem. Um, also, uh, in, uh, in November and December, uh, Voices and Votes will be at the Jacksonville Area Museum in Jacksonville. Uh, and at the same time, uh, the Illinois Freedom Project exhibit will be at the Old School Museum in Winchester, which is a, just a really great small town uh, museum, great place to visit. And then the tour will conclude uh, with Voices and Votes at the General John A. Logan Museum in Murfreesboro and with um, the Illinois Freedom Project exhibit at the African American Museum of Southern Illinois in Carbondale. And and all of those places are within a pretty short drive of here. So lots of opportunities to see this before March. We want to encourage people to check that out. We've got details on our website, stlpr.org. Matt Meacham, Program Manager and Director of Statewide Engagement for Illinois Humanities, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.